Would you turn with me to Hebrews 3, verse 1 to 6? Hebrews 3, verse 1 to 6. Be expectant for the new year. Be expectant for the new year. Don't listen to the narrative. Don't listen to the narrative of the world. Listen to God's Word. Amen. Amen. That in itself brings expectation to us. So we read, Therefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our confession, Christ Jesus, who was faithful to him, who appointed him, as Moses also was faithful in all his house. Hebrews 3.3 For this one has been counted worthy of more glory than Moses, inasmuch as he who built the house has more honour than the house. For every house is built by someone, but he who built all things is God. And Moses indeed was faithful in all his house as a servant for a testimony of those things which would be spoken afterward. But Christ as a son over his own house, whose house we are, if we hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of the hope firm to the end. Don't become weary in well-doing, family. We have an invitation. We have an invitation. Let me give you the title of the message if you are making notes. It's we're members of a heavenly calling. And so think about that. We become a partaker and we share. We share in this invitation of a heavenly calling. Our life in the earth is temporal. We are given, we read it yesterday in fact, we are given X amount of years in the earth and then we exit, we graduate to the fullness of life, which is life with Christ in the fullness of His glory. Amen. And I want to remind us this morning on Christmas Day that this earth, when we leave it, for those of you who don't know how much you know about the returning of Christ, but when we leave this earth, we come back to this earth after seven years. That sounds like Star Wars. Well, it's God's wars. There's a war that takes place while we are away out of the earth and then the Lord Jesus comes back and takes the earth back. God's not going to create a beautiful world like this because it is and it's beauty. If man hasn't touched it, it's amazing how beautiful it is. He's not going to hand that over to the devil. Can I get an amen? amen? And we are the heirs and we are partakers of that heavenly calling a life that we live according to heaven's ways. So let me encourage you this morning to let Jesus be the foundation of everything you think of and be the sustainer 
of those thoughts. Can I say that again as we celebrate Jesus Christ, the birth of Christ this morning and what He truly means to us. He is not some religious figure. He is the living Word of God. The Bible says He created all things and through Him all things were created. Amen. Let's remember that this morning. So let's avoid being influenced by words which don't have their origin in the Word of God. Let's not listen to those things. They will get us nowhere. Let Christ Jesus be the foundation. I'm stressing it. If your foundation is weak, your life is the same. If your foundation is strong, when the storms of life come, it'll stand. If we remember Matthew 7, the Lord said, build your house on the rock. That rock being the redemptive revelation of the resurrection power and life of the Lord Jesus Christ that is now resident within us. This is a mystery. You know, the Bible speaks of a mystery, but it's not a mystery anymore because we've got the Holy Ghost now who teaches us and shows us the truth of God's Word. Amen. And we're to take this heavenly calling very seriously. So he who is devoted to Jesus, that word's not used very often these days, devoted to Jesus recognises that fleshly tendencies, how do they get to us, fleshly tendencies? Well, they get to us through the way we think. Our eyes are the entrance to light or darkness. And whatever is coming in, whether it's light or darkness, will influence our thinking. Our thinking then works out in our life, the type of life we're going to live or want to live. And so when we give to those fleshly tendencies, we become half-hearted and lackadaisical in our spiritual life. And that's not going to fulfill the heavenly calling. So when I speak about a heavenly calling, I'm not talking about you and I being in the ministry. I'm talking about you are called to be a son and a daughter of the Most High God. You and I are called to represent Christ Jesus in the earth. That's a very high calling, family. But I want to remind us this morning that your thinking influences how you live. And if you look at the messages that the Lord's brought over the last while, there's a lot on thinking because we have an information overload that's coming to us constantly every single day. You know, we don't even write Christmas cards anymore. We just send little mojos or whatever they call it. Mojos are salad to me, you know. 
I don't know what that thing is, but I eat a particular salad. It's called a mojo and it doesn't look like anything on the phone. But it's important that we understand. And so when we're devoted to our heavenly calling, what's going to happen is we're going to search the Scriptures. We are going to study the Scriptures so that we avoid getting into those fleshly tendencies. And through studying the Scriptures, what happens? And I want us to be reminded of this this morning. Faith comes. And faith is this important. That's why God gave it to us. Why did He give it to us? Because faith believes the record of the Bible over the record of man. Can I say that again? Faith comes from the Word of God, which comes out of heaven. Amen. But faith believes the record of who Jesus is and what He did for us and what He will continue to do for us, family. It's so very important. So people say they don't need faith then how do you believe in Jesus? Of course we need faith because it affirms what Jesus accomplished for us in this life. Remember, the reason we haven't taken, been taken out the earth is we're not finished our heavenly calling in the earth. Amen. So faith also causes us to draw near to God. Not away from Him. If you're looking to be away from Him, you know there's something wrong with your faith. If you're not wanting to be with Him, you know there's something wrong with your faith. Which means we've neglected that heavenly calling of searching the Scriptures, affirming the majestic power of the Lord Jesus Christ and who He is for us in our lives. Remember, family, we are in Christ. Christ is in God. And this heavenly calling gives way, Jesus said, to a place where the Father and the Son want to dwell within us. That takes it out of the realm of religion and brings it into the realm of reality in Christ. So faith will cause us to tenaciously pursue the presence of God. On this Christmas day, I want you to think about this. Entering His presence. It gives faith from the Word of God, gives us confidence to know without a shadow of a doubt how to live out our life in Christ. Consciously, faith causes us to hold on courageously and boldly to who Christ is for us so that we respond to that heavenly calling. Don't take your faith of confession lightly. 
You know, when I got saved, confession was becoming. Now, I know there's other kinds of confession, but I'm talking about the confession of the Word. And it was a new phenomenon, if you will. It was a new truth. And so they coined a phrase because people would say stuff and do exactly the opposite. And so they called, coined a phrase saying, claim it, frame it, and name it. That's who these people are. But that was the enemy diluting the power of the confession of our faith. Because your faith is of immense value to God. But not only to God, to you as well. I want you to think about that. Your faith is of immense value. I want to say this this morning, and I want to say it as carefully as I can because it can be grossly misunderstood. But if you have this word in your heart, if you have this word in your heart, if you allow this word, the living word, Jesus Christ, to walk with you in your life, there isn't a single need that cannot be met spiritually, mentally, socially, physically, financially. You know, Christmas, it's so sad. Christmas is supposed to be and is, if we allow it, to be a time of joy. Yet statistics tell us it's one of the loneliest times for many people. And that is a very simple decision that they made, not putting Jesus as the highest authority in their life. Because Jesus sent a comforter to us, which should and must and can eradicate any form of loneliness. I'm not saying loneliness isn't real. I'm saying that that void should be allowed to be filled with the love of God. And it'll change the whole dynamic of our lives. So let's let this Christmas, as I close, let's let this Christmas, I'm going to charge you, be a time to allow your faith to believe the Bible implicitly. When you leave here today, take with you this thought. Let this day be the turning point where you and I allow the Bible to be the final authority and believe it implicitly. Amen. Amen. It is that important, knowing it's God's living self-expression and instruction to us. Come on, family. This is not just church. This is life. We are sharing this morning as the family of God 
we are sharing the giver of all life. He lives and dwells within each one of us. And let's remind ourselves today that God was in Christ reconciling us to himself reconciling us to himself in spite of all that we may have done in life. That's the life of love that flows forth from Christ Jesus and the Father himself. So remember, and I close, a characteristic of faith is that you will, this you may not like for your Christmas dinner, but just listen. A characteristic of faith, unwavering faith, is allowing even suffering for His namesake. Don't go looking for suffering. You don't have to do that. It shall find thee. Okay? But there will be a conflict because we are in a war of light and darkness. But the difference with faith is that it pursues, in spite of that, Christ, because it knows of the great reward that awaits us in the fullness of time when Jesus Christ will return and we walk, one almost say, hand in hand with Him. But imagine it. You know, the Bible says, lost exhortation. The Bible says, blessed are you who have not seen yet believe. Blessed, will you say that to yourself when you look at yourself in the mirror? Blessed are you having not seen yet you believe. So God bless you and your family. And I mean that in all sincerity. Take the blessing of God and be a blessing to your family and to those around you and to those who come into contact with you. Have a blessed, blessed Christmas and remember the reason for this season. It is to celebrate Jesus Christ, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, the soon returning one. We love you, family. God bless you.